Hello, everyone. Welcome to Meet the Masters on the Wedding Podcast Network. Our master today is Kathy Nenneker, who is the editor-in-chief of Los Angeles Weddings Magazine. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. We appreciate you being here. Now, you know, you being in California in Los Angeles, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what you're seeing as some regional trends. What's, what's happening in California that doesn't happen in other parts of the country when you're talking about wedding planning? Well, I think in Los Angeles, many brides really consider her wedding day as a real red carpet moment, um, you know, her, her very own Oscar moment. And I think in Los Angeles, which tends to be a very glamorous, um, body-conscious environment anyway because of our terrific weather, you have a, a lot of brides who are, don't feel quite so tradition-bound as they might in other areas of the country. Okay. Their who, comfort level's already there yes, for that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a location here where we really have lovely weather, a lot of, a lot of sunshine, the, the beaches, and, and it's a, a generally fashionable but more casual um, right. city mm-hmm. and, um, and very cosmopolitan and, and with a lot of access to, um, to art and culture. So I think that what I'm seeing is really brides um, and grooms planning weddings that are very personal representations of their own love stories, whether it be you know in an artist's loft downtown um, or whether it's on a beach. It's a it's a glamorous, personal, individual moment that is not so bound by expectations that other people may have of you. Okay, and and you're seeing that as a direct reflection of of the environment that they're in. Yes. And I think that when I talk to um, to designers and the kinds of styles that, that sell here, gowns that are, that are sold here, you find more body-conscious types of gowns, you know, um, more glamorous styles, um, whether it be in beading or shaping or low-cut backs, or um, you really find a wide range of very glamorous styles of dresses um, that that brides are selecting here in the Los Angeles area. Now, were you seeing that, you know, we had, we had first met at, at uh, Bridal Market in New York. Were you seeing that in, in gown design, in, in the styles that you were seeing that, um, you know, could easily be translated to a California, Los Angeles wedding? Yes, I definitely did. Of course, Monique Lulier, who is our very own um, Los Angeles-based, probably the hottest designer um, currently in the wedding market, has a very wide range of styles for brides, whether they be a very grand um, ball gown style that would take place, you know, in a in a large church environment or a more formal environment, or um, a dress that that is much more destination oriented, that's clingy and looser and more flowy, uh, less constructed. But she was very much influenced by the sort of romantic trend that a number of the designers were were influenced by um, in this season. And what Monique does is she gives brides. A, a really beautiful and creative range um, of dressing styles, which, and of course, Monique is dressing celebrities, you know, f- for the red carpet, and she has that that very beautiful feminine but sexy style. Great. Now, what what about in terms of the parties themselves? How are the parties, the the, the wedding receptions, uh, different in 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 the Los Angeles area? Well, again, I'm finding that um, that. People are being very creative with what they're doing, whether it's a matter of coming out and greeting guests ahead of time or um, this one couple that we're featuring in our, in our upcoming issue. Uh, they're both artists, and they ask their artist friends to contribute um, pieces of art to, the, to a gallery that they 
set up where they were actually going to hold their reception. Oh, wow. um, and it was a gallery showing at the time of their reception. They, they went upstairs then to the to the rooftop of this industrial building um, in downtown, as I mentioned, and had their ceremony up there. But it was it had the feeling of a very um, glamorous sort of gallery opening, okay. and um, the guests were led by following sort of these red petals and candles up into the gallery area. Wow. And I think that that there's just a lot of creativity where couples are realizing that, yes, this is a party and there are traditions that, that happen, whether it be a cake or your first toast or your first dance, but they're also realizing that they want to write their own story right. and they want to write their own details into what they're doing and they're making it very, very personal um, in, in all the different settings that I've seen. And that's, that's what I've really noticed is that this twist, whether it's not using a single cake, whether it's using tiny little cakes or cut, or, or you know, not having the cake at all. People are making choices that um, are very unique to, to their story. And and there's no, there's really no limit because there's no rules. I mean, it really is all about self-expression. I think uh, that's I think that's it. We, one of the things that we've been covering recently is even in the floral um, in floral design trends is that sort of um, you know all bets are off. The old rules really don't apply anymore. Right. Um, we did a story with um, Chrislyn Meyer of Chrislyn Floral Couture here in Los Angeles. She does all the flowers for W's across the country. Right. And she created for us, um, for the magazine, for our story, a permanent bouquet, which was made of balsa wood flowers and coral and studded with pearls and Swarovski crystals. Wow. And it's, it's fabulous because it's a piece of art that you keep. And she said a lot of brides had asked her, they said, you know, my bouquet is just this magnificent piece. I wish I could keep it. And um, so she has come up with a side, this way that, that a bride can, and it's, it's just stunning. And I think that's a perfect example where, you know, the brides, too, are no longer asking, okay, I'm bringing a picture of, of a traditional classic um, and saying, I just want to copy this. They want to put their own stamp. Um, some of the planners I talk to say they ask um, their brides and grooms to be to bring in what's influencing them in art, you know, art they love, architecture they love, films that they love. Um, so that so they can get a better sense of their their artistic sensibilities in planning for the wedding. Well, you know what you say is so true because what I've sensed over the last few years in weddings is that we're, we're kind of at a transition point where we are now starting to set new trends, mm -hmm. uh, creating the new classic, um, and and really is is all about self expression about doing it the way you're comfortable and 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 in the way that will best express what you are like as a couple. That is definitely true. I definitely see um, couples beginning to develop their own traditions um, and expressing the joy of their experiences for their guests and really wanting to create an experience for their guests. Um, not quite so, you know, sort of bound by what they're going through during the course of the day, but, but realizing that they want to share these expressions of their love with their guests and very aware of the guests, what the guests experience throughout the course of the day. Well, that leads right into, you know, my next question for you. And that's about destination weddings being so incredibly hot right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that, that, you know, I think about is utilizing what we have here in the United States for destination weddings. It doesn't always have to be that you're leaving the country, you're going somewhere far away. Uh, and one of the places that comes to mind when I think about w what would be a wonderful place is California. Um, and, you know, as, as a destination for destination wedding. You are absolutely right on target. Um, 
we have a feature story in our upcoming issue which is exactly about that. Um, when we looked into destinations are hot and everyone's talking about them, um, they have a whole other feeling to them because you are in an environment that creates this sort of magical setting for both you and your guests, uh, whether you're tied to it emotionally because you met at this location, this beach location, or you, you really just want to whisk everyone away um, in the full atmosphere of your wedding. Um, what we found was that about a tenth of um, the weddings that, that take place um, in America every year are true destination weddings. Mm -hmm. um, but, but we also found that in a place like Los Angeles, which has this all kinds of, um, of different atmospheres from mountains to beach to, um, to desert, right. that you have a great opportunity to, to have that same sort of destination feeling, that sort of magic of the locale right here in L.A., um, we have, there are a lot of amazing um, sort of Tuscan-style villas that can be rented out for a day or for a weekend. And as well, of course, we have, you know, miles and miles of beautiful beaches. Absolutely. So the, you know, the, the big thing that we talked to um, our, the planners about that contributed to our story um, was really about what you need to think about in, in being on a location, um, for example, on a beach. And there's, uh, you know, t basically to expect the unexpected, like winds, high temperatures, um, maybe even rain in some cases, and what you can do to prepare for, um, for these kinds of elements so that you have a day that, that is carefree and that, that goes, that goes um, easily. And a lot of that is in preparing your guests as well. If you're going to expect your guests to walk across the sand, you know, make sure that, that you let them know ahead of time. You know, have a shoe check so guests can go barefoot. Um, if it's going to go into the evening, it may get cold. Make sure you rent heated lamps. You know, those kinds of things so you're prepared. But... There is something about a destination wedding that really creates an atmosphere um, and really kind of kind of puts your group in a special sort of magical place. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I think one of the, the, the things that becomes evident to a couple who does a destination wedding is that the experience goes much deeper. You know, it's not just this six hours of, of one day of a weekend. It, it, it kind of becomes an experience that lasts for many days exactly you know which is the one thing i've heard from all of my brides through the years is gosh it went so fast yeah you know so why not fight that and, and you know make it last three days or four days which is such a lovely thing to do because not only that for the sake of you but for the sake of your guests if they can spend time with you and with other guests by the time that your actual wedding ceremony and your reception take place you all have a bond and you're enjoying each other absolutely um, you're not just walking into this party cold, doing your usual party mingling, um, and knowing the people you know, and sort of tending to stay with your own group. You're, you've really met everyone by this time. You've really all grown close, and you really are sharing them um, in, in the celebration in a way that, that you really can't do over the course of, of just four or five or six hours. Absolutely, and I've seen it deepen as the days go on. By the mm -hmm. time Sunday rolls around, when people are starting to depart, you know, everybody, there's, you know, there's not two sides anymore. Exactly. Um, it's just one. It's just one big experience. It's very special. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and you know, as you know, you know, planning any wedding, uh, whether it be destination or right in your own hometown, is is always a challenge. And, and one of the things that we, you know, we love uh, to get from our guests uh, on our programs, or is you know, advice, real advice that you can put into action and and you can get something out of. Uh, because, you know, when you're planning a wedding, everyone's throwing things at you. Um, but, but you know, those of us who have been part of this for so long and, and see it and experience it at every level, um, 
you know, we do like to share. And I know that you have some things that you wanted to share with our listeners uh, that might make this experience just uh, a little bit more bearable and maybe even enjoyable. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, that is the goal. Yeah, that is, you know, it is part of the experience now, you know, and you don't want to dread it. So, so what are some of the things that you can share with our listeners that, that might help them get through this experience um, in a way that they can actually enjoy it? Well, thank you. I think that, that you know, you come, it's such a high getting engaged and, and having your relationship come to this point, and you're so in love, and, and it's such a romantic and amazing time. And then all of a sudden it hits you that you've got this overwhelming um, event to plan. For many of us um, in our lives, our wedding is the biggest single event that we've ever planned Absolutely. up to that time. And, and it's very, very personal, and it's very close to our hearts, so it can become very emotional. So what I really advise um, brides right away, run out <laughs> directly from the engagement party and get yourself a really good planning guide. And by that I mean a book that includes worksheets and budget guidelines and pull out sheets that you can Xerox and note and make that be a vital living, breathing part of your planning process. Right. Something and, that you can work with. Yep, uh -huh. exactly. Okay. Right in it. Right. Um, there's a whole other sort of genre of styles of books, which are really sort of keepsake scrapbooks. Right. Um, and those are lovely, too. Darcy Miller's, she's the editorial director of Martha Stewart Weddings, of course. She has a lovely scrapbook. Yep. Um, and that kind of works in tandem with what you're doing with your planner. But a real planner is... Um, has real working tools in it. Right. It doesn't have to necessarily look pretty. Exactly. It just has to do the job. Exactly. Yeah. And what you want to do is you want to take a look through that. Sort of, it will, you know, you will, if you read it, you'll be prepared for what's next. Okay. Um, and so you want to get a good planning guide. You want to take a glance through it. Um, I, um, secondly, I think that although, you know, this is a romantic, lovely time, it, there's also a, the realistic part of this is that there's a budget involved. Um, you're planning a project, and you want to sit down with whoever is involved, whether it's your parents or just um, you and your fiancé. However you are um, planning and budgeting, you want to realistically set up um, your budget um, okay. and, and really understand that, that hardly anyone manages to pull their wedding off on budget. So you want to put aside a special either emergency or overflow fund for <laughs> your surprise fund. <laughs> Because there always are some. It's and that's the biggest. You know, the, I think the biggest surprise of all to any of these couples planning weddings is is cost. Yeah. You know, it's not and what that, they expected. To really keep that because it is because because your heart is so tied to this. Mm. Sometimes you have a tendency to go, oh, you know, the invitations are really heavy, and so it's going to be twice the postage. Right. Well, you step back again and look at your whole planning process and realize. You know, is this my priority at this point? And that's really my third tip, which is um, is to prioritize. Sit down, the two of you, and say, what's really important to us? Is yeah. it music? You know, is it live music? Is it food? Is it flowers? Is it where we are? Um, some people, it's it's not important to them to have, you know, live music. Some people really know they want a DJ. There's a big difference in cost there. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. You know, and, and this is definitely one part of of what you do when you should be totally honest with yourselves yeah. when you're creating this list of your priorities you've got to be totally honest because it'll just throw everything off oh yes and you have to in some cases negotiate between you or between parents who may want a formal event when what you had always dreamed of was a vineyard event that's um, right and not that's everyone you, will agree <laughs> yeah exactly that's where you sit down and you really 
And again, I really recommend recording that. Get your planner out, record your priorities. They may change as you're planning, but you'll want to remember what they were and why you had them and, and plan from there because then you can say, okay, I can economize and, and be realistic in this area, but this is where I'm really going to splurge right. and make those decisions together. Right. Um, then I, I really feel that, that research, a really a smart bride is a well-informed bride, and we're in the lucky era of the Internet, and mm -hmm. there's so much information available online. You know, do your research, start your timelines. Um, there are some terrific books. One of my favorites right now is Joe Garton's Weddings, um, an inspiring guide for the stylish bride. She, she's a just a lovely, um, joyful, wonderful person, um, and a terrific event and wedding planner. Has done a lot of celebrity work, and she in this book is a lot of affordable, creative ideas um, that are very fresh and very elegant. And that's just one example of many, many, many good resources that are out there. Um, and I recommend you do that early on. Um, get a sense. Of course, everyone takes. And rips pages out of magazines and, oh, yes. and puts those together. Those are great resources. The more you have an example that you can show your florist, photographer, um, planner, the better off you are, really. Now, are you finding that, and women, I mean, I, I don't know how true this is for men, but that women will start doing research even before they're engaged? Yes, yes. It's interesting, a number of women who will buy wedding magazines before they're engaged. Um, and save ideas aside and begin to do research ahead of time. Um, I think that's, that's a, a great idea to do that and to have a sense because you're helping to define and helps you to communicate then with your fiancé um, what's important to you. And there's a lot of details to decide upon. And, um, and not being rushed into deciding any of them will help you in the long run. Okay, great. Um, and then I think, you know, a lot of people have different advice sort of on when you should set up a web page, whether you should set up a web page or not. I'm just a big fan of setting up your web page and setting it up early. And a lot of it is because it, it saves you time in the long run when people have a question about details or maybe they haven't met your fiancé um, or they don't know who's going to be in the wedding party. You put all that up. You put a little background on the two of you, your story, how you got engaged. Right. And not to say you're not going to have these, these personal and private conversations with all your friends. Of course you are. But you don't realize just how far that goes and how many people want details. Sure. And, and it's easier to start and, and have mm -hmm. it build yep. than trying to be six or eight months into the process and now put it all up. Oh, then it becomes a sort of a daunting task right. at that time. Right. And you have other things on your mind. Yeah, that yeah that's for sure. <laughs> so you get your details going. You register. Of course, Wedding Channel has a good one. They're free. They're nicely organized. You, there's, there's a number of them. And I just recommend take a look really early on. If, if you only just put up your story of how you got engaged, get started somewhere. And do it early before you really kind of get caught up in, the, in that planning. Um, and, and I also feel that that you know, this is a time, your entire wedding sort of planning process is a time of high emotion. So I always feel uh, to, to remind brides to be prepared for some emotional turmoil during the course <laughs> of this planning and to kind of be prepared for that. That yeah. you know, this is not only a, a huge life change for you and for your fiance, but it's also a huge life change for your mother, your father, your sisters, your brothers, your friends. Absolutely. Um, there's a little bit of fear sometimes that they're losing you. You want to bring them in, um, include them in the celebration of love that you're playing, of course. But be prepared that it, you know, there, there, may, there may be some turmoil. And I think sometimes the brides that I talk to are kind of surprised by 
the mental um, aspect of making these decisions and, and hearing people's views. And really try to, Mindy Weiss, the wedding planner, has some great advice about this, where she says, have your mother-in-law come with you on one sort of, like whether it's a cake tasting, have your mother come with you to the invitation um, meeting. You know, involve um, the key people in your life along your way in any way that you can. It gives you time with them, and it, it lets them, it allows them to um, to give their opinion and, yeah. and to be important in your planning process. Yeah, I think that's that's really great advice. And I think, yeah, which which really helps. I yeah, think that it's helps. you know it's the it's one of the most stressful things you'll ever do. You yeah. know, get married, and then you know the merger of the families. Um, you know, it's it's not easy. It's really not easy. It's a you know families are dynamic entities, and they yep. are all impacted. And yep. you want to keep that on a positive track. I think absolutely. Um, and I also think that you know every bride and every groom, and all the families need to be prepared for you know surprises. Um, either mm-hmm. whether it's on wedding day or the week before. Uh, we covered a beautiful story last year in the magazine about a couple who had just always dreamed of getting married outdoors, you know, in the sunshine, in a beach location, speaking of beach locations, <laughs> and their wedding happened to take place um, here in California in our winter of what we call, you know, the deluge, the, the monsoon, very unusual for us here in California, right. that we just had non-stop rain for weeks on end, and the the day of the wedding, they had to make the call that they were going to bring the wedding inside. They, it was going to take place at Shutters on the Beach, a beautiful hotel. And wedding planner, everyone scrambled to move this entire wedding into um, into a ballroom space inside. And it actually, because of the rain and it was gray outside, it was nothing that they expected either in sort of the palette of how everything worked. The wedding planner did a terrific job to bring candles and you know, and get lighting set up and, right. and make it really lovely. But when I talked to the bride about it, when it was all done, she said, in a way, it was much more romantic because we had this cozy, intimate feel. Right. It was dark and rainy outside. And we were in this glowing, beautiful space. And she wouldn't have changed it um, at all after having gone through all of that. So just make the best of a surprise, I think. Yeah. You know, a wedding is a living, breathing entity. Yeah. And there's as much as you plan for it, you know, on the day of, once it it starts, you know, it has a life of its own, and you yes. just kind of have to let it go and, and roll with it, and uh, and that way you'll be able to enjoy the wedding. You know, yes. you really don't want to let anything get in the way of that. And I loved her attitude that when it was all said and done, she she would not have changed it, that it was all part of the experience, and she had such a pleasant surprise at just how romantic and elegant everything turned out to be, although it was not what she had ever pictured. <laughs> I just thought, that's a classic example of someone rolling with it, not letting it stress yeah, out. Yeah, because it could have totally ruined the wedding for, mm-hmm. for that bride mm-hmm. if had she let that uh, get her down and, and cloud her, her, her thinking, you know. Exactly. Um, but uh, that's good. I like to hear stories uh, like that where, you know, in the end you look back and it was all, uh, it was all great because that's yeah. how every wedding should be. Yes, exactly. It really is. It really is. Well, thank you so much for for sharing uh, all of that great information with our listeners. We certainly appreciate that. And the new issue is is on the stands now. It, it'll actually be um, in July. Okay. In of July. Just a few uh, we more weeks. We do have an issue on the stands now, but our, our upcoming one will be out in July. Great, great. Um, Look for that. And uh, our listeners can visit your website. Yes, they can. Okay. Um, we'll have a link for that on our show notes. Yes, uh, laweddingsmag.com. Great, great. So you can uh, you can definitely check that out. Uh, Kathy, thank you so much 
uh, for spending the time with us and, and sharing your expertise. And uh, I encourage all of our listeners to check out your website, check out the magazine, and, uh, and, and read those, uh, those articles that we were talking about. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. I appreciate it. Great. Thanks. And please make sure you check our website, WeddingPodcastNetwork.com, for links to Los Angeles Weddings Magazine. And if you have any feedback or questions or comments, you can write to us at feedback at the WPN.com or call our listener hotline at 800-882-1259. You've been listening to Meet the Masters only on the Wedding Podcast Network. We'll see you next time.